Have you ever tried to book a campsite for tonight? Did you have much luck? We found a solution to this problem. Welcome to RV Out West. I'm your host, Brooks. My family of fours base camp is located in the beautiful Pacific Northwest, and our RV adventures radiate out from there. Please grab a mug of coffee and join us as we discuss RVing around the American West. From sweet camping spots, gear and equipment, to tips and tricks, we've got you covered. We are RV Out West. The growing frustration for finding a campsite that is available for the days you want are real and you are not alone. Even for those folks who are planners, it is becoming increasingly more challenging. Now, imagine that you are wanting to be spontaneous or perhaps had a recent change in your plans and you are looking to find a campsite for today. While this may seem impossible, there is a solution. Joining us today is Terry Broussard, the CEO of an app called Spot Tonight that solves this problem. He is going to chat with us about how it works and how their solution is different from other similar styles of apps. Plus, he even shares a few RV tips and tricks with us. Terry, thank you so much for joining us here on RV Out West. Thank you for having us. I really am excited to share the information about Spot Tonight with your traveling friends. Yeah, we're excited. Can you tell me a little bit just kind of about your background? Absolutely. So at the time we started Spot Tonight, I had already owned two RVs at that time uh, and then was coming back in and I was on my third RV when I realized, oh my gosh, things have really changed since I had an RV when our children were younger. Personally, I'm a retired Air Force nurse. I'm not from the RV industry per se at that time when we started. And so... You know, so that's kind of the, you know, my background and over over that time, you know, had a passion for, for camping, you know, and traveling because really it's about the family time. It's what brought our family together. I think we had a lot of quality time when, when people could disconnect. And now even if they disconnect, they're kind of boxed in in a tight quarters camping. Can you briefly share with us what Spot Tonight is? Sure. How it works and how it's different from other reservation types of apps like Camp Spot, Compendium, et cetera? Sure. So when we set out to do Spot Tonight, we realized there was really not a simple look, book, and go app that offered you take the phone off your hip, punch a search button, find a park, and immediately book it in the app very much like with the experience that all of us are accustomed to these days with major leading online travel agencies, perhaps say Airbnb, VRBO, and all of these kind of platforms that just make it incredibly easy to find a place of accommodation. And that just didn't exist. Every other system that we looked at, we probably all have three or four groups in our phones were directories. So I would have to put in 37 FS Jayco Seneca in every single one to get to the bottom of the funnel and find no spots. Then I got to come out and go over to the next one and start matriculating all that information in no spot. Spot tonight applies your profile at the top of the heap across all of the connected parks that are in the reservation using reservation systems that we have created API level integrations. Um, to produce the results that only match your requirements. You don't have to experience that frustration. Once you build your profile, you can really look, book, and go in about seven clicks. Wow, that's pretty amazing. What was the experience that led you to creating Spot Tonight with uh, your son-in-law, Sam? 
we literally were standing on the side of the the uh, RV, and he says, "Let's go somewhere." And he said, "When?" And and uh, he said, "Tonight." And I literally handed him a phone and said, "Start looking. I'll go in and tell my wife, you know, that we're leaving. We're going to find a place to go and see if she wants to go with us, you know." And I came back. I said, "Did you find anything?" And he said, "No." And he says, "It's incredibly complex." And and he was really familiar as a you know millennial that used a lot more of those apps even than I because he traveled a lot more corporately and uh, there's got to be a better way. So we had originally looked at some hard technology. In fact, uh, much like parking lot technology is what we had originally looked. I actually built a test case where I could, I had a little box and some sensors and I can, I built a parking lot under my driveway. When someone was in it, it would say it was occupied. So I thought that was kind of something to do, but really the hardware was not the way to go because then we had no integration. So then we got real savvy on all of these reservation systems and we were off to the races. Do either you or Sam have much in the way of like software development background and coding and working with APIs? Is that kind of, how did that come about to make this software solution work for you guys? Yeah, so actually my master's is in public administrations with a concentration in information systems. And during the military, I was very much involved in the post-Gulf War syndrome and data aggregation and trying to solve and connect our disconnected hospital systems at the time. Keep in mind, this was in the late, late 90s, right? right? So all of that happened. So we realized that integrations is the way to go. And, and, that, and Sam comes from a financial background he's done a lot of integrations of financial systems. So we knew that we need to aggregate available inventory presented in a common user picture that would give real-time visibility and immediate booking. Those were our two goals to the traveler who could either pull it out. At first, we started with the iOS platform. Apple was first. We had basically jointly developed the um, Android platform. And then I think it was like the following year in our timeline, we, we launched our website at spottonight.com. And what year was that that you launched? So the first idea was in 19. We had a, in late in, in uh, like October, 2019, we had the aha moment. We had a minimally viable product in uh, early 20. And in 21, we were showing that at the first Florida RV show. So the app was live a little bit later in 20. It was not live yet in, in January 21. I think it was March. We really launched the iOS version of 21. Okay. And we progressed from there. Let me ask you this. With the amount of, or actually, I don't even know, how many different kind of reservation systems are there in existence for campgrounds? So we looked at some different, you know, when we were getting smart on this, we looked at some different rating systems. There's Captera, which uh, looks at different software. They do analytics on different platforms. They're not a reservation system. And our first integration was with uh, RMS Cloud. They had an open API and we basically bought a developer kit, if you will. That's how that started, really. And then uh, each one got, got sequentially easier as we... Uh, got more savvy on the endpoints and all of the requirements. You know, it's a lot easier. I, I would say, I would say it's probably a lot easier for the hotel side because it's king, queen, you know, water view or parking lot view. Right. You don't have to say, I need a 110 outlet on the right side of my bed. I need to make sure I have running water in the bathroom. There are far more filters 
required to place an RV on a campground spot than there is to get you in a hotel room. That absolutely makes sense. And the data that you're getting from these APIs is real time. Correct. Exactly. I always told the story, you know, those people that come to our booth and I'm explaining and they watch our explainer video, those people that get it, they understand immediately there. They have the wow factor like you just had. Wow. Like, like this is really a terminal of sorts of multiple systems, just like those names like VRBO and Airbnb, because they connect you with different uh, platforms. So that's what we do. And so then some people don't get it. They still kind of relate it to, to a directory. They haven't really experienced it yet. So it's our goal to get them in the app and, and get them to have that experience that twofold. Number one, hey, honey, I just got off work early. Do you think we can go camping tonight? Boom. Yes, I can find a spot tonight. I've got this new app that Terry showed me and boom, it'll show what's what's out there real time tonight. Or, hey, I know we're kind of, we're, we're looking forward. Really, it's really should be spot tonight and beyond. We're looking forward, 4th of July, you know, let's see what's in the app. Um, we want to go here. We want to go to Utah. We want to go to the Northeast. Uh, I know those dates will be starting to open up soon. Let's see what's in the app and let's start looking at some parks and saving them in a trip board that we can then share with our family. Uh, one of the features we have is you can you can punch a button and it will SMS text that uh, park, the exact park out to your friends and family group or whatever, whoever you designate. So if I wanted to say, Brooks, meet me at this park out west, I'm going to be here for then and I do it in the app and I send that to you, you'll get a link in spot tonight that says, oh, that's the exact park. That's not the one I was thinking about, or that is the exact park I was thinking about. What if then, say, you and I were going camping together, our families are going to go, and you've sent me that text saying, hey, here's the Gulf Coast RV resort in your case, but we want to make sure that you and I, our, our families are going to be camping side by side, right? So that way then it's easier to share the campfire. Majority of our park uh, owners present us with a map that when we geolocate every spot on that map and drop pins directly to that. So as soon as I send it to you and I say, okay, I'm looking at 27, for instance, spot 27, you'll see 28 is available or 26 is available, or you might, you know, you can look at that same park, same map, same time and fire off. And we see that, I'll see that uh, in the reservation flow here. Well, all of a sudden the reservations will pop for one park and I can tell that they're traveling together. You know, it's oh, kind of funny. funny. That's great. Yeah. It is because it's like, you know, okay, these are different names. They're traveling together. Or one time I had a gentleman booked spots for his son. So he was double booking. And at first I was concerned, okay, is he double booking? Is it a mistake or what? And I, I reached out to him and he says, oh, no, I'm, I'm booking for my son. He's bringing his rig the weekend. And like, we'll be there the whole week, but he's going to be here, you know, the for middle four of the, of the days. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Yeah. And so we're, as we develop on our storyboards for future growth, it'll be things like that rally master, you know, family booking, and we'll be launching uh, features that will allow you to build a shopping cart, if you will. So you can book your trip and you can add things that are in there that may be available, whether it's a cabin for your parents to meet you there, things like that, so that you don't have to, um, you know, go out and do that elsewhere. Interesting. Let me ask you, what were some of kind of your startup obstacles that you and, you know, your team there at Spot Tonight needed to overcome? Sure. Well, in my first conversations with some of our integration partners, they, I was told, oh, yeah, it was tried before and it didn't work. 
but and basically nobody was really doing it. Everybody was in that model of, uh, you know, a directory, like load your information every time or call the park. Uh, the other obstacle is it is it's, you know, people really didn't know us, right? They didn't know about our, uh, our capabilities, although we had a very robust development team on our side that felt very confident in their ability to produce that. Um, and then, of course, contacting just down something as simple as talking to the park owners, you know, because many of them are using work campers or other people on the desk because they're busy. I mean, it's one minute you're picking up the garbage in the morning yourself. If you're a single park owner, you're riding around putting out fires and you have to have someone on the desk managing the, the ebb and flow of reservations or selling the s'mores or the firewood. So it's a, you know, if you camp, you, you see that all the time. So getting in touch with those guys. And then many people, I think, had have uh, app fatigue. You know, they're just like, they have so many apps. Yeah, I use this or I got this other app. And so then I, I kind of have to explain why we're different from a directory. So why don't you take a moment and tell me? Yes, yeah, so our parks are directly connected in the app. If you see parks that are not, uh, that, that jump you to an external booking link, it's because they're in the connection cycle. So I've spent some time noodling around on spot tonight. I do notice at this time that all of the, which isn't a problem, but all of the campgrounds are all private. Do you have any plans to work with county, state, you know, national forest campgrounds, et cetera? Yeah, so that's a, that's a great question, fair question. And indeed we do, um, right now we are primarily about building that marketplace, right? So in the, in the big picture of things, okay, we built the grocery store, we talked to the bread manufacturers, these reservation systems, we're getting product on the shelf and now we're getting customers to stick their head in the store and buy the product. So like you're looking in the store and saying, okay, yeah, I could use this. I see places and, and that I want to go. Wait a minute. I don't see that flavor of parks, whether it's national parks, you know, or state parks. Well, there's a couple of issues there. Number one, huge bid process, right? To be the vendor of choice. And then to write that into an RFP to get it to an exportable API that then we can offer it up in a, what I, again, I get people back to, I hear all day long, oh, that booking system is so awful to work with on national parks or state parks. So I'm going to be presenting those to you in a common operating picture that everybody's familiar with. And so that's where we're at with that. And we are, we've begun discussions again with some of those booking agents that offer some of those lands. And I think uh, I'm hopeful that within a year, we may see some movement along that. I'm not, I'm not certain it'll happen before the summer season. So I wouldn't want to build up hope, but I really think that we're seeing movement because it's where the travelers are. And I think people are frustrated enough that they'll go to these park booking sites that are on the national public lands and they get frustrated. And I think that we'll see a shift in where these, where, where our systems go. I want to go back to a little bit about you saying that you're now, I believe on your fourth RV. Yep. Just sold it actually. So now I'm RV less I'm looking. So uh, I was looking. Oh, that's always exciting. And now to be at Tampa. Yeah, at the actually I sold it. Uh, when I was at Hershey, someone called me uh, from Kansas and I was flying back from Hershey. They were driving down from Kansas to get it. So that was pretty cool. Will you share with me about uh, one of your RV trips at some point in your life that didn't go as planned? You know, I think probably one that happened to me is that I had sold the Super C and then 
used and had booked a, a drive-in spot, forward-in spot, right? So really you got to have utilities. This park didn't have utilities on both sides. And then we rented a uh, RV, we used RV share to have a trailer put on it because I was not giving up the spot at the coveted beach you know, resort that I was going to. And so then we had the problem of connections on the wrong side and had to had to step over the sewer line every time we came in and out of the trailer just because of the way it was and and they did not have another spot to move me in so that's kind of really the only the only one that i had you know knock on wood never had a flat tire okay uh I, you know i'm pretty meticulous about that and i kind of kind of mentioned that in, in some of our discussions before that you know I'm, I'm kind of a realist but i'm an extremely prepared guy just because of the military background that i think that uh, you have to be, if you're taking up camping in an RV, that's kind of the adventure, right? Um, it's the adventure that I have to be prepared. I have to know how to fix some things within my realm and realize that these things are, or uh, they take a beating going down the road, right? I mean, your dishes, they have to be packed for a, uh, for a uh, earthquake ride wherever you go, especially exactly. down in Louisiana. You know? yep. <laughs> exactly. How about sharing a lesson that you learned about yourself in the process of creating spot tonight um there's a lot of that's a that's a great question Thank so you. things about myself so i uh generally try to be very meticulous and so i can still do that i'm sometimes now a little bit less about how we get there as long as we get there so i of course my teams and and uh, i generally work with a lot younger i'm the old guy on the block right uh, so I work with a lot, but I, uh, so I'm like, okay, I'm fine with all that. This is what the end product's got to look with. You know, whatever system you're using, whatever analytics you're using, this is what the end product's got to look like, you know? And when we meet with marketing folks and things, I said, this is what the end's got to look like. However you get there, that's fine. And so, you know, I kind of have to let go a little bit on some of that, you know, some of that technique, of course. In my position, and I hire people to do that, so I expect them that they're that they're going to do that and they're going to develop. And uh, certainly, since you saw you've noodled around there, our uh, a user experience I think is second to none. Yeah, you know, it's I mean, top notch. It is very top notch. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to pass that on to Absolutely. to Mike. He's our director of product, and and Joel, our director of technology. Those guys have just they really think about stuff even that that i haven't even thought through you know yet on the product i sat there you know really when we first thought this out sam and i were brainstorming i literally basically stood at my kitchen cabinet and kind of went through the booking process went through the part standing at a cash register in a campground so much so that you know how when you you lay out all your membership cards and they say well give me that one because it's a better discount so our logic does that in the system, in the app. If the park offers you membership discounts in the app, it will pick the highest one and apply that discount. So it's, it's you know, it's just incredibly um, accurate as to that booking process. Yeah, and that's very intuitive. That's a, that's a great feature for end users. Let's talk about pricing slash fee structures. How does that work? Yeah, absolutely. So we don't uh, hide parks. We don't charge an annual membership fee. Uh, had a lot of questions about that, certainly this weekend at the show. Uh, we charge just a little convenience fee on each booking, just as you're accustomed to with Airbnb or 
uh, DoorDash or any of those guys that say, okay, this is the price for the grocery. This is the price to have it delivered to your house. It's the same, it's the same kind of thing. This is the price of the reservation. Our reservation convenience fee roughly averages about three to five bucks per, per night for that reservation duration. And generally what I see is on a long, you know, on a long booking with us, I generally see about 20 bucks as overall, you know, service fee um, that, that we charge on there. And I call it a convenience fee and people that get it, certainly people come to me and say, gladly, that's right. I will really pay that. Yep. <laughs> I don't have to, cause I, I had people that were telling me at the show, okay, I'm going to spend all day trying to get a park in uh, Alabama, whatever. I'm going to be on the phone all day waiting for people. I'm going to have a big calendar. I'm going to have my spiral notebook. I'm going to sit in the camper and do it. I said, you, you can do that or you can just pick this up and do map view and see all of the different, you know, parks that have available there and book right now. Yeah. And you're only going to see the ones that have availability. Right. So, so you're not wasting your time. I mean, you're right. You're not wasting your time. You're, you're, you're enjoying the campground. I have a feeling that, and, and I know I, there are people sitting by the fireside trying to figure out where they're going to move that bus to next. They're missing out on the beautiful views. They're missing out on that time. Can you share with us what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? I kind of touched on it earlier. Um, I talked to a lot of new travelers, right? In fact, at the show, people say, well, we don't have an RV. And it's okay, let's just put in 20 foot travel trailer. It's one of the most common out there. And so you buy this travel trailer and just keep in mind that now you have all of these things, dishes, coffee pots, laundry, bottles of soap, all of that in there. And you're gonna put it in the box and you're gonna drive it, drive it down the road at 65, 70 miles an hour. Things are gonna break, things are gonna go wrong. Be prepared and don't be frustrated, just be prepared, you know? have your go kit, talk to the, the senior travelers and ask them what's in their repair kit, whether it's duct tape or, you know, the weatherproofing tape or Gorilla Glue, whatever your preference is, just make sure it's in there. And, and then in life, like I said, from my mom says, don't burn your bridges. You may have to cross them again. Well, Terry, is there anything that I didn't ask or that you would like to discuss? Yeah, sure. I would just, I would just remind uh, your travelers, just give it a shot. You know, go in there. Uh, the easiest thing is to download the app, Android or Apple, and hit the build your profile out, save your profile uh, so that I know what type of RV to put in the square when you're asking me, and then just hit the search uh, RV parks near me. It will default to tonight. Because that, again, that's how we built it. But you can go as far forward as you like. But just hit that one button and let it do, let it do its analysis just to see. Keep your filters loose getting started. Just do water, electric, sewer, 30 or 50 amp. Uh, don't put bocce ball in there just yet. Till you get accustomed to the power of the search engine and see the results and play with it. And uh, if you if you love it. Email me. If you don't like it, email me as well. Tell me about it. Tell me what you thought. And it's real simple. Terry at spottonight.com. And Terry, where can people find uh, Spot Tonight website and social media and all that stuff? So we are, of course, active on uh, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, you can follow us on both those platforms and all those links and shares are on our website at spottonight.com. We've got a growing blog uh, postings that we do uh, of RV related topics uh, generally, you can search like for podcasts such as yourself and find stories and, and hear, get to hear from me again in different formats. Uh, we also have a program of RV um, Spot Tonight Ambassadors 
uh, where you can refer or park and earn a travel credit. And then we're also looking for advocates, which are a little bit more of a uh, time commitment. I don't want to say almost full time. I think some people could do it full time uh, as our advocate program rolls out. And you'll have a set geographic region to work uh, to kind of recruit these parks in the areas. Well, Terry, again, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day to join us. Thank you for your service to our country. And it was a real honor and a pleasure to speak with you today. My pleasure. Thank you, Brooks. And again, just look, book, and go on spot tonight. Thank you so much for listening. To help the show grow, please share with your RVing friends and family about this podcast. If you have an idea for a topic you'd like me to discuss, please contact me via rvoutwest.com. And sticking with the solutions to booking RV trip reservations, in our next episode in two weeks, we will be chatting with a software developer who has created a way for you to get alerts sent directly to you that will tell you when a campground reservation has been canceled for a specific date range and even if a specific site has been canceled so that you may go in and book that spot. Let the reservation games continue. Now, get out there, explore, and go see what's beyond the horizon. Thanks so much for listening to RV Out West. Join us again in two weeks with our next episode. Please like and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or wherever you choose to get your podcast so you never miss an episode. And I sure would appreciate if you left a rating or a review of the show. Special thanks to Scott Holmes Music for providing the intro song, We Are One. RV Out West can be found on Instagram and Facebook where you can interact with us and follow along on our RV adventures around the Pacific Northwest. So get out there. Explore and go see what's beyond the horizon.